Hello and welcome back to Drunken Book Club. I didn't mess up the first intro or we're not re-recording this because Ruble rests this up already. Rest oh, this up. Rinky Rinky, I rest it up. <laughs> I'm your host Christopher the Ruple, joined with Sam. And we would have been joined by our friends Weiss and Brandon, but I fucked up the last recording. And uh, yeah, that was totally my fault. Uh, we'll tell you what their opinions of the book were at the end of this episode, along with a fun little thing for Goosebumps Month. You'll hear it at the very end of this episode as well, so be ready for that. Uh, Sam, what did we read this time on Drunken Book Club? We we read Vampire Breath. By? R.L. Stein. From the series? Goosebumps. By? R.L. Stein. And which book was it? Are we just going to do a who's on first? <laughs> so I already said it's Vampire Breath. <laughs> yes, we read Vampire Breath from the Goosebumps series, number 49? Yes, number 49 in the series. So we jumped really far ahead, because the last one you read for a podcast was... Actually, no, technically you've read the last of the original Goosebumps. And yeah. you read a Goosebumps 2000, so never mind, it really doesn't matter which one you jump to. Yeah, it's not like they're in such a specific order other than a few you of them. You need to read them all in order, or else it doesn't make sense... Non-canonical, non-canonical. What is this, Animorphs? Uh, <laughs> and Sam, uh, what did we pregame on this time around? So I had an EG with major... What's an EG? I'm not from Tucson. What's an EG? It's a slush kind of fruit drink, kind of. It's, it's like a slightly harder slushy. Yeah. It's like you can't really drink it with a straw unless it's been out in the sun for a little bit. And but you can eat it easily with a spoon, and it's made with a lot of fruit. Yeah, and this month's is watermelon. They have a, a different one each month for those who aren't in, in from Tucson. Yeah, they're they're a local chain. Uh, they were originally really good. Now they got bought out, and the only thing that's good from them are the fries and the EG drinks. Yeah, yeah, very sad day. But so with a bit of Mountain Dew, uh, Major Melon, and a probably I think technically two shots. If I use the big mass effect... We've gone over this again. It is just one shot, Sam. It always looks bigger. It is the same size as a regular shot glass, huh? But a shot of rum. Yep. Uh, I had a couple quick swigs from a couple different bottles today. I had the kitchen sink of alcohol, if you would, because I was just like, eh, I can go for a little bit of this. I can go for a little bit of that. Let's see if I can remember everything I had. I had, like, I think three swigs of apple schnapps. I had a little bit of, um... Southern Comforts, add a little bit of the Holiday Jack Daniels, and I think that's all that I had. I think? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And now I'm currently nursing what I call Vampire Breath, which is a mixture of uh, Suntory Japanese whiskey with uh, cranberry watermelon juice. Why is it Vampire Breath? Well, it will definitely make your breath stink afterwards. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Alcohol. I mean, any any drink's really going to make your breath stink, but I feel like whiskey is definitely has, like, a specific scent to it. Yeah. I, did, I, I think I, I, I think the reason why I chose whiskey is whiskey has that very, um, cask, very, a uh, very wooden smell to it, and I feel like having a casket works for it. Yeah. And, I mean, take a smell of that. Smells, yeah, it definitely has that little... Smells like, like a casket without a dead person. <laughs> it, 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 and it has that nice watermelon cranberry juice to make with, it good. With the color, mm -hmm. the first thing I, I thought of was the witch embalming fluid looks the most delicious to drink. <laughs> yes, classic. But yeah, so yeah, that was that. Uh, Sam, what were your first impressions? What did you think this book was going to be about before even reading it? I wasn't really sure because I've never read it before. I haven't seen the TV show mm -hmm. of this one, so I can't say... I couldn't say that. I knew it was going to have to do with vampires. Yeah. And something called vampire breath, whether that was his breath or the fucking bottle that's on the cover or whatever, I wasn't it sure. It says vampire breath on the bottle. Yeah. So something regarding that, like, I don't know what that would are be. You, are you insinuating that Mr. Tim Jacobus would draw something on the cover that wouldn't appear in the book? Yes. <laughs> ah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I, I'm i going to abstain my, my first impressions because I watched the episode of the TV show and I honestly can't remember if I read this one or not when I was younger. I know we had it as a kid. It was one of those covers I remember very distinctly. Um, we had this, not this exact copy that I have now, but I remember this 
blur, uh, blurple. <laughs> this blurple color. I mean, it is kind of a bluish purple. Like, it's the indigo. Yeah. Like, an indigo with a little bit of, or- like, a light orange uh, top. Like, it's one of those covers I really like the border of, if that's weird to say. No, it's not. Yeah. Because some of them have really nice border colors, and I like this one. I like yeah. this combo. Alrighty. So, let me go ahead and describe this cover for all you... Fanatics out there. Five Nights at Freddy's Fanatics, if you would. No, that's not right at all. A truly wonderful piece from Tim Jacobus. In a dank cellar with stone walls, there is a vampire peering slowly out of its coffin with dead roses in its hands. On the ground near the vampire is a bottle with text that reads Vampire Breath. The bottle is open and its smelly contents is escaping the bottle to the open maw of the vampire. Sam, is there anything else you would add about this cover? There's the wilted roses. Yep, got that. And it looks like the vampire's makeup on. Do not insinuate that. My count, I was going to say Count Orlock. <laughs> count Nightwing does not wear makeup. Look at that, though. That looks like the truck, the... No, oh, he's just, he's, he's just been asleep for a really long time, and he's got those, what's it called? He's got those really droopy eyes. No, that looks like He's it's... not wearing guy liner, Sam. It looks like guy liner. He's not wearing. He's not wearing what's it called? Uh, eye makeup. I think he is. I don't think he is. I think. I think you're insinuating what you want to see. Not really. I don't know either. And uh, for all you uh, f- uh, uh, Goose Wiki fans, Goose Punks, if you would, I did take the description from the Goosebumps <gasps> Wiki page because I uh, didn't think I was going to have enough time to take the notes for this one. So I was like, I'm going to speed read this and take the notes from here. So you'll hear my. Funny quips at the end of this episode. Sam, as always, don't be afraid to interrupt with your notes, your jokes, and everything in between. Are you feeling the goosebumps on the cover? Yes. Did you uh, not realize that those were goosebumps on there? I did not. Really? You didn't know that there are actual goosebumps on the goosebumps? I did not realize that. Get your goosebumps with your goosebumps. The goosebumps on the goosebumps on the goosebumps. Goosebumps. No, 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 Freddie Martinez and Kara Simonetti are babysitting Tyler Brown, a six-year-old boy. Also, I'd like to give a shout-out. This is the first time, as far as I can remember, having a uh, Hispanic lead in a Goosebumps book. Yep. And uh, Simonetti, I'm guessing Italian. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> so we also have an Italian on board. I bet there's some Italians in in, in one of these books. Well, some of them don't get last names. Like no, they all they, every single book, all the kids have last names. If I'm not okay. mistaken, it's whether or not you know the parents' names. Mm. <laughs> uh, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> Mom, Dad. No, you call me John. Damn it. Okay, John, Dad. No, just John. <laughs> Freddie enjoys tormenting Tyler with stories of werewolves. Freddy hears someone coming through the front door and convinces Tyler that a werewolf is entering the house. But the werewolf is actually just Tyler's parents. Freddy and Kara get paid for babysitting and they head back to Freddy's house. Freddy and Kara play air hockey in the basement and Freddy's parents aren't home. I'm actually pretty sure this doesn't happen in the same night. I don't think this this does. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that... Because he doesn't he offer to take walk the kids home and they're like, no! But Freddy does walk Kara home. I think so. I don't know. It's been yeah. a... I didn't note that. Yeah, I didn't note it either. Honestly, I mean, I, I'm just reading off the Goosebumps wiki page. <laughs> well, I copied and pasted from the Goosebumps wiki page. Freddy and Kara play air hockey in the basement and Freddy's parents are home. Freddy and Kara begin fighting, with res- which results in Freddy bumping into a wooden cabinet. By the way, these two love to wrestle. Like, they... They they wrestle so much it's weird. They have a they, there are preteens who don't know how why they're wrestling so much, like it's like I'm just saying if 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 I was wrestling a girl at age twelve I think my dad mom and dad would be like hey you you can't be doing that that's not appropriate that's, that's not appropriate and I'd be like why oh well, I think I think if I was if it was me I'd be like oh yeah I guess it it does look like I'm humping this this girl. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't get it. Why? Because <laughs> that was very much me. Like, I remember with the with my neighbors that I grew up next to. Yeah. Um, she like at once I turned like in middle school. Mm-hmm. Like I think once I basically had like visible tits. Yeah. I was not allowed to be in the brother's room. Yeah. Alone, even though we like 
that had no interest in each other. Yep. At all. Like It's because they were Mormon. Yeah, and I also kind of get it, because it's one of those, like, we could also just say that and then still be stupid, because... <laughs> he just wants to wrestle, Sam. Let the Mormon boy wrestle you, <laughs> a.k.a. dry hump you. Because <laughs> that's, that's what these kids were doing. I was going to say, this is the... We already talked about this in the last, like, one of the last episodes. We don't need to hear about you seeing a wiener. That was his younger brother. Ah, okay, you still saw Mormon wiener. <laughs> Sorry, just the way you said it. Just... Mormon wiener. The cabinet falls over, revealing a previously hidden door in the basement wall. The kids open the door and they find a stone walled turn, walled tunnel. Oh my god. The kids find a flashlight in the basement, so they decide to explore the tunnel. The two friends find another door, and Freddy opens it. Freddy and Kara are shocked to find a coffin! In order to prove their bravery, the kids open the coffin. They find a strange bottle labeled Vampire Breath. Freddy tries to grab the bottle from Kara, causing her to drop the bottle, which results in the stopper flying out. Sour-smelling mist pours out of the bottle. And I hope you like the word sour-smelling stuff, because you'll be reading that about like ten more times in this book. Not the thing you hear the most of, though. No, no, there's something else that I had Sam take, uh, take note of for me. Yes. Freddy puts the stopper back in, and he notices something has appeared in the coffin. An elderly, bald man dressed in old-fashioned clothes. Which doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Like, they never explain that at all. Like, they explain everything else that Vampire Breath does, but they never say that it, like, brings someone out of nowhere. Yeah, it doesn't just magically make someone appear. Like, it doesn't make someone manifest out of nowhere. Like, that just feels weird to me. I don't know why... Maybe it pulled him through time or some shit? That would make sense. That's that's the best thing I've got. Wait, he would need to be there to breathe it though. To I, I, I don't make the rules of vampire breath. I mean, I mean, I, I, you have a really good idea with that one. Like, it maybe it pulled him through time, but like maybe he was breathing it at the same time. Same time. Yeah. They were pulling it out. Maybe. Maybe is maybe. God, that's that. Oh man, that's maybe way Count too. Nightwing that's was, way too smart for our for a fucking goosebumps Count called Nightwing vampire was, breath. Count Nightwing was inside us the whole time. <laughs> oh, the vampire was inside me the whole time, fearing my little butthole. Oh, man. Who would have guessed it? Who would have thunk it? Uh, there you go. There's your answer. I guess. That, that's the best you're going to get. I guess so. Suddenly, the man opens his eyes. The man sits up and reveals himself to be Count Nightwing, a vampire. Count Nightwing complains that he's thirsty for the first time, and one of... What was it, 18? 17. 17 times he says the phrase, I'm thirsty. In a 114-page book, I think? 114, yep. Yeah, so... So that means that, what's it called? 34 times this phrase is... 34 words in this 114-page book are, I'm thirsty. From Count Nightwing. Not including any of the other vampires that appear in this book that say, I'm thirsty. Yeah. Count Nightwing complains that he's thirsty... The two kids run back down the tunnel. The kids see the door to the basement slowly close in front of them. The vampire catches Kara. The Count is going to drink Kara's blood until he realizes his fangs are gone. Which, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. How do you not realize your fangs are in? I mean, I feel like once they're out, like, you might not necessarily be thought, like, think of it. How did the kids not notice either? That I can't tell you. Yeah. Like, Maybe they just thought, oh shit, vampire? It is dark. Yeah. yeah it's not like they're going to be like, oh, flashlight in your face. Blah, you lo- don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Count Nightwing would say blah, blah, blah. He would. He would he, 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 he's the reason why people say blah, blah, blah. It's all his fault. <laughs> the Count asks for his bottle of vampire breath. He says the bottle can take him back to his time. The Count forces the kids to look for the bottle. When they find the bottle, the Count opens it, unleashing a green mist. The vampire quickly disappears, but the kids are startled to find that they aren't in the same room as before. They are now in the room of a castle surrounded by multiple coffins. Kara deduces that Count Nightwing took them back to his time. The coffins around the kids begin opening, revealing many vampires. Count Nightwing approaches the kids and... Re- I like that this, this wiki page just ignores the fact that they that the vampires ignore them. It's- yeah, because they're all like worried that they're going to like all attack and the vampires are just like... Turn into bats and fly away. Bat. Bats! You have to say it right, Sam. You say it better that way than I can. Come on, try it once. Bat. That's better. Again, it's still not as good. Like, you Bat! Uh, Counting. Counting. Count wing. Count wing. 
uh, approaches the kids and reveals he doesn't know how to send them home, except for by turning them into vampires. Count Nightwing leaves in search of more vampire breath. He reveals that vampires must have it to stay alive. <clears throat> and he can bring his fangs back. That's not true. It, 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 he needs to find the vampire breath to... Have his memory. For to his get his memory, because he can't remember where he put his fangs. Uh, Spongy. Let's get that corrected on the wiki page, please. <laughs> I think in the TV show episode, he needs the vampire breath to, like, get his fangs back, if I remember correctly, but... It's it's been a minute since I watched the whole episode. I watched most of the episode, but not all of it. I got I got to a very specific point, and then I was like, I I need to go to bed because <laughs> it was it was late one night, and you were you weren't here, and I was like, it's getting late. I should get back to bed. Kara believes that they need to find the vampire breath before the count. The kids explore the castle. They break a window and crawl onto a ledge with hope of escaping. They don't break the window though. They just open the window. They have to like force it open, but it's not broken. It's very, very forced, but like I mean it's not like they broke it though. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's broken either. I don't think so. Yeah. Spongy. <laughs> oh spongy. Oh sponge. It's it's like uh what's it called in oh, SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, when when the when the Hans the Hans come and like uh fix SpongeBob's uh, suds. <laughs> oh Hans what song was playing during that? Wasn't there a song? There was a song. Chris, drop the song if you can. Thanks. Fre uh, okay, they break a window and crawl onto a ledge with the hope of escaping. Freddy falls, but he is saved by a bat. Once inside, the bat turns back into Count Nightwing. The Count warns them not to try to escape again before leaving again. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, he's like, don't you leave, but I'm not going to do anything to actually make sure you don't I'm, leave. I'm not going to put you guys on leashes. You know, we're, we're on the honor system here. Hey, you're going to ruin it for the rest of us. <laughs> like some, some other fucking vampire. Yeah. Or some other kid that's trapped there. <laughs> Freddy and Kara find a coffin, which they open. They find a bottle of vampire breath inside. The two friends are approached by a young-looking girl. The girl says that her name is Gwendolyn, and she says that the Count forces her to do work around the castle. Gwendolyn leads the kids down a long tunnel and into the cellar. She stops suddenly and explains that she is actually a vampire and she is thirsty. <laughs> Fucking bitch! You bitch! Kara suggests that Freddy use the vampire breath to transport, transport them to the future. Freddy opens the bottle but finds that it's empty. Count Nightwing approaches. Gwendolyn and Count Nightwing begin hissing at each other. This is fucking. What do we do in the shadow of that shit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, they start hissing at each other, allowing Freddy and Kara to escape. Still in the cellar, the kids find a shelf filled with vampire breath. Uh, vampire breath bottles. Count Nightwing finds the kids and says that only one bottle is full. All three begin searching for the bottle. Freddy says that he that he found the bottle. Freddy and Kara begin playing uh, monkey in the middle, tossing it, tossing the bottle back and forth, keeping it away from the Count. When the Count retrieves the bottle, he opens it, only to discover that it is empty. Freddy realizes that he had grabbed the wrong bottle. <laughs> Fucking word filler. Oh, it's yeah. the wrong bottle. Wah, wah. It's this one, actually. Oh, God, there's so much word fucking filler in this one. I don't think Arl knew what to do with this book. Like, he just was like, oh, Vampire Breath, that's just, that seems like a cool idea for a name. Let's let's use it, you know. I haven't used vampires except in one short story. Why am I sounding like George Lucas? <laughs> actually, you know what? Um, If I added more neck in that, that'd be more Jewish because... This is more George Lucas, you need to put your neck into it. You know, it's a Jar Jar Binky's a gun gun. And Arl Stein is more like, Hi kids, I'm Arl Stein, I'm your god. <laughs> I feel like he'd, he'd, he'd always have a sniffle like, Oh, yeah, how's it going? I like I like uh, Thomas Edison in <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, da, da, da. Freddy grabs another bottle that he thinks is full, and he tosses it to Kara. The Count tries to grab the bottle, but it falls to the floor. Putrid gas pours out. Before long, the kids find themselves back in Freddy's basement. Count Nightwing is friend to find that he has been transported forward in time with them. 
Freddy's parents enter the basement, but they don't seem disturbed by the vampire. Count Nightwing recognizes Freddy's mom, and Mrs. Martinez addresses the Count as her father. Daddy, specifically. Daddy! She introduces Count Nightwing to Freddy. The Count had slept for so long that he hadn't met his own grandson. Womp The Count complains that his fangs are gone, but Mrs. Martinez says that his dentures are in a glass in the basement bathroom. Mrs. Martinez... That's going to be stale-ass water by now if it's been like a hundred years. I think she... I feel like she changes it out for him. Okay. Like like, 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 like yeah. a daughter would. Okay, that's fair. It's like, hey, every week I'll change it out. <laughs> I don't love him that much. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Martinez retrieves the dentures and hands them to the Count. Shocked by all of this news, Freddy asks if he's a vampire. His mother says he is, but his fangs haven't grown in yet. The three adults agree to look for something to drink. They all turn into bats and fly away. Bats! Freddy decides to explore the basement's bathroom further to see if there's anything else strange inside. He finds a bottle labeled as werewolf sweat. Freddy accidentally opens the bottle and and a strange liquid pours out onto both Freddy and Kara. Freddy is worried about what the substance will do. Suddenly he hears Kara beginning to growl. That'd be a cat. The end. <laughs> uh, Brandon had read a... Or not read. He actually listened to the audiobook, and apparently the person who read it uh, growled at the end. Which is good. Yeah. Which is nice. Like, yeah. Good little acting. Yeah. He did listen to it on like six times, I think. Which, <laughs> which I'm like, wow. I, I, I can only do like 1.5, honestly. I gotta say, to be fair, some of them talk so slow where I'm like... Gotcha. Oh my god. I don't listen to a lot of audiobooks, so I wouldn't know. I get not speeding through something. Like, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they're like... He grabbed the pencil yeah. and thought, and I'm like, oh my god. There are some decent Goosebumps audiobooks that were like, they were like almost like audio plays, how they were done. Like, they actually had legit folly work and famous voice actors. Like, Richard Horwitz was in one. And a couple, I wouldn't put it that right there. And a couple other, like, voice actors were in, in those, actually. I think, like, Deep Trouble had one. Uh, I want to say Attack of the Mutant was another one. Like, this, these are like... Actual tapes like that were made in there. They're nice. cool. I've, I've listened. I listened briefly to some of them, and I, I was actually pretty impressed. Uh, so Sam, do you have any notes? So, yeah, seventeen fucking times was I'm thirsty, not <laughs> counting the other vampires or Gwendolyn. Yes, I remember one note because I don't have my notebook with me because I didn't take that many notes honestly. Yeah, was the fact that he kind of goes from like oh a. F- like terrifying, yeah. To like being like a father, where he's like, "What are you thinking? Trying to fly before you're a vampire? You can do that after you're a vampire." Yeah, I forgot about that moment. I'm yeah. like, this is like a dad moment. Do 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 Like the way he scolds him. Went along today, said, "Boy, you can't fly with your wings yet. I will make you a vampire someday, and then you'll be my little compadre." The way he said compadre was very concerning for a second. I was like, I'm putting too many syllables in, and I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta finish the word. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, you're missing. Um, the other thing is something I think you pulled up in the last one hmm. of why were they scared of him? Yeah, like they're terrified of Count Nightwing, and it's like this dude can't even fucking remember where he put his fangs. He can't do much. Like he doesn't have like super strength, and, and he doesn't hypnotize either. Yeah. No, he um. He, like, he, he, he does no, like in the story, they feel like they're hypnotized by him. Okay, That's like it's very, it's very like weak hypnotism, but it's not like I'm like going to like he's not like changing your memory and shit. Yeah, he's mostly like you would come to me, and like they stop and shit, and like they like get forced, but like their own force of wills finally breaks it though. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, I don't get why you're so terrified of this guy. Yeah, don't get it. I hear some of my notes uh, that I haven't mentioned yet. Uh, I put a spot for pop culture references. There were no pop culture references in this book. Yeah. That, that I could even think of, which yeah, I'm a little like... disappointed. Uh, <laughs> all of the things Vampire Breath can do. Here's a, here's a short list. Travel in time. Invisibility. Keep skin clear and smooth. Gives energy. Helps him sleep. Keeps bones from turning to dust. Freshens breath. And restores memories. Which, yeah. 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 Kara and Freddy sure are tough and in love. They're a domestic dispute away from getting together. 
Would you say that this is... I feel like this is the only time we've read a Goosebumps book where, like, the kids ha- kind of feel like they might be, like, have a crush on each other without it, like, them actually saying it. Yeah, that definitely is a feeling I got. The closest was maybe a thing with, mon- with like, one of the Monster Blood sequels. I, I think Andy and Evan are just pals. But... Like, I could see them getting together later on, like, when they're adults and being like, well, that was regretting. I regret this now. Yeah. And that's Andy. <laughs> Evan's just crying. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't think it would be this short. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you were going to be that short either. Oh. <laughs> but um, I, I could see them, like, like I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, when kids tend to, like, they don't know how to how to emote their, like, have have their emotions, like, be out there. And it's kind of the... Oh, I'm good. we're just fucking with each other, you know. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, we're just we're just palling around. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I think I, I sh- this is like the first time I feel like I've ever shipped a a couple of Goosebum kids in a while, at least in adulthood. Yeah. These two friends sure do wrestle a lot. Just saying. And when his parents are out, they are dry humping like crazy horny teens. It's kind of crazy. This book is one of the shorter Goosebumps, but man, is it filled with word filler. Constantly repeating what we already knew. Yep. Constantly using the same phrase over and over again. I really like the purple lining in the coffin and of Count Nightwing's cape. Purple is pimpin'. What, what about you? Did, you? did you like that motif, the purple? I did. Like, it feels very vampire-y. Yeah. That's what, hey, it kind of works out really well that the, the book's liner is actually uh, purple. Yep. Yeah, the little, little uh, outlier. I think that's really neat. Yeah. Uh, Count Nightwing feels like a prototype what we do in the Shadows character because he acts like a spoiled brat. Yes. Find my vampire breath. Find it now. Do it now. Why aren't you hurting? Give me the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's just a spoiled little brat. There's a moment when they're back in time and Count Nightwing says he can't stand, he can't send them back because he's not a magician. Could this be a reference to Night and Terror Tower because the only way they're able to get back in time was with the magician's help. So, I kind of... I feel like it's kind of weird for him to say magician, not a wizard or something. Yeah. Because I think in Night and Terror Tower, he refers to himself as a court magician and not a court wizard. But I could be misremembering that. Uh, don't don't correct me, because I don't care. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's so inconsequential. Because, I mean, wizard and magician, I feel like they're just synonyms for one another. Yeah, you're not going to be like, oh my god, that's so different. Yeah. Uh, the vampires all live together to be closer to a vampire breath source, and Count Nightwing has to hide some so others won't steal it. Is this a drug den? I think it's a vampire drug den. It's it, This is a vampire drug den. This castle is just a vampire drug den. Like, they just have a bunch of empty bottles everywhere, and, like, they fucking can't cope without this stuff. It makes them more energized. Like, this is just fucking a meth den, but for vampires. It's crack den. Kind of funny, the shirt I'm <laughs> wearing. Yeah, you're wearing your crack. I live in a cracked in shirt. No, it's a harm reduction shirt. Yeah, but it literally has a syringe on it. Yeah, but and a poppy. Like legit, it's like there. This is like this feels like there's. I feel like he could have gone further with the whole addiction aspect of this book. Like I feel like he doesn't go far enough with it. Suck your dick for some vampire breath. <laughs> I suck your blood for some vampire breath. <laughs> Duh! Come on, get it right. <laughs> The part when they're trying to escape through a window in the castle and then realize they're dangling over a cliff legit gave me goosebumps. <laughs> that was a really good scene, though. Yeah, actually, I actually did feel kind of scared in that moment because I'm like, I have a, I have a fear of falling, and I was like, oh, this is legitimately kind of scary. Like it's, it's not making me so scared I have to put this book down, like a, you know, like a Stephen King book or something. But it definitely made me go, ooh, that's kind of, ooh, that's kind of got me, you know? Yeah. It's, it's giving me legit goosebumps. <laughs> Gwendolyn should have been used more, honestly. Like, she's there for two chapters, then poof, she's gone. Like, she could have been a really interesting foil for not just the kids, but also for Count Nightwing. Yeah. Like, like maybe she, like, get, has, like, a bottle of vampire breath. Like, she they find it together, and she's like, ooh, I'll give it back to you. Not, and then, but she can't get, like, the bottle open, but then, like, have to chase her and shit, you know? Yeah. More chase shenanigans, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Just extend the book by eight more pages, or get rid of some of the word filler and put some of that shit in. Yeah. <laughs> I like that we have yet another Goosebumps book with werewolves. Our almost winner for Goosebumps month. <laughs> Second place winner, werewolves. It's kind of crazy how there aren't that many Goosebumps books with vampires. 
this is the only main series book to feature vampires as the main like main thing. Uh, there are two tales to give you goosebumps with vampires. I believe it is vampires. Oh God, not vampires night out. That's werewolves night out. Um, fuck, it's in the first book. It's the last story in that one. Is it? Chris, dr- drop the name right here. The story he's thinking of is a vampire in the neighborhood from Tales to Give You Goosebumps. Thanks. And the other one is Ice Vampires, which I'm like, I kind of hope we get that one for the... <laughs> vampires, sorry, I think of vampires on ice, and yeah. then just like doing yeah, fucking... Ice cabays and shit. Yeah. It's like Disney on ice, but they suck your blood. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. It is Disney on ice. <laughs> have you ever been to an ice cabade show? I have not. Neither have I. I wonder if it'd be fun. I feel like maybe. Right? Depending on the price, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really how I determine something. It's like, is it really expensive? Am I really going to have a good time? I mean, I feel like that's something that's cool to watch because it's like, it's not something I can really do. I mean, I can ice skate, but it's been years since I've done it. I don't have the ankles for ice skating. Yep. My ankles are shit. And then there are a couple give yourself goosebumps with vampires, but only one of them primarily is about vampires, which is please don't feed the vampire. Tim Jacobus, uh, here's some fun facts, by the way. Uh, Tim Jacobus says that Count Nightwing's face on the cover of this book was based on the face of his reference photography, photographer Michael. His buddy. I'm just kidding. I, I, I can't. We have no idea. His <laughs> life is his life. Yep. Prior to this book's release, the Goosebumps fan club's newsletter reported that the protagonist would be named Eddie. Eddie Martinez. I don't know. I kind of like Eddie Martinez. I knew an Eddie. That was Hispanic. I don't remember his last name because I, I knew I knew Hispanic Eddie as well. Wait, was he a year ahead of you? He was in the same grade as me. Oh, okay, because I knew one a, a year ahead of you. Okay, that was in low brass. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, Freddie's mother was mentioned by name in the book. Cynthia Martinez. Cynthia. She can do anything. Uh. Go watch the new Cynthia movie. Yeah, let's go watch the new Cynthia movie. Both the episode and book were released in November of 1996. I don't care about these last two facts. Okay, so uh, apparently, let let me give you a couple references in other Goosebumps media. Count Nightwing appears as a background mouser in the Goosebumps film. A.K.A. they just put a guy in a cape. Yeah, they just... Here's a generic vampire. That's what it felt like with a lot of the background Goosebumps characters in the Goosebumps movies. Just like... Hey, look at this guy in the background. I mean, there's some that, like, look, like, what's it called? Uh, uh, Sarah Beth? Editors, no, I meant Carly Beth, not Sarah Beth. But what's with R.L. Stein and putting Beth as, like, a second name for people? Man, whatever. Like, she, like, legit has a really good, like, mask on and has, like, looks like the cover character and stuff like yeah. that. But then you have, like, a fucking clown. That you're just like, I'm pretty sure they just went to, like, fucking Spirit Halloween the day after Halloween. Get us a cat clown costume and a vampire costume. <laughs> Whoever can fit in this gets the job. Yep. The title can be seen on a book on the cover of to the first issue of Monsters at Midnight. In Goosebumps the Game, the title of the book is referenced when you find a song based on the same with the same name on on, uh, on your computer. Mm. Yep. Count Nightwing is mentioned in Goosebumps Horror Town and later was added along with the questline based on this book. I didn't make it that far in Horror Town. I did enjoy playing Horror Town. Was that the idle one? Yes. Oh, okay. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's an idle game. Yeah. In 2008, in the 2008 video game Goosebumps Horrorland, this book's cover is used for one of the monster cards that can be collected in the game. Hmm. All right. So question time, Sam. I've got got a couple questions to ask. Uh, I I demand you answer them now. Okay. Gun to head. Put, Put the cocking gun sound here, Chris. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> I like that I have to edit it in. Uh, I like that you're leaning into my finger gun. Oh, oh, she's putting it in her mouth. I wouldn't. <laughs> you don't know where that finger's been. Uh, do you find vampires in general scary? Not how the current pop culture did, like tends to feature them. Uh-huh. Partially because I grew up in the like Twilight and post-Twilight world. Yeah. So they were either you were either horny for them. Or they were the joke. I mean, you can't blame Twilight for making people horny for vampires. Like, interview uh, with a vampire way before it. But they at least have a scarier aspect to them. Yeah. Like, there's... It's at least darker aesthetically. They're horny. True. They're just horny. I at least get... 
I at least get more of the horniness for the interview with the vampire ones yeah. more than the Twilight ones. Well, they're adults at. for one. Well, it's also well, not adult, adult looking. It's minus a, one. Yeah, it's not just. Well, it's also not. I watch you while you sleep. Oh, how romantic. You know, I just realized it's really pedophilic. Yeah, because he's like 120. Yeah, and, and she's, she's 17 at the beginning. She's only 17. Yeah, so, like, looking oh, back, Twilight I, has not aged great in that sense. I, I just put that together, how gross that is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it is toxic, Queen. <laughs> I can't turn you until you're 18, or else I can't have sex with you. <laughs> when he still doesn't want to turn her, but they break the fucking bedposts. Yeah. Oh God, I don't. That is a thing that I cannot unlearn. Do I find the va- vampire scary? The only time I think I've ever found vampires scary is the movie from Tusk Till Dawn. I saw that at a very young age, and it scared the crap out of me. That was for me. I, I was going to say, it's one of those I could see them as scary, but most of the things that I've seen, I've not seen them as scary. Okay. Do you have a favorite vampire? Laszlo Cravensworth from What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series. <laughs> Damn, she just, she just like, popped okay. that one right out. To be fair, that was also from the re-recording, too. Shush, they don't need to know this. I can't remember who I said my favorite one I think was. you said pretty much the same. I think I did, yeah. Or, like, Nandor also. I, I do like Nandor a lot. I like I like all the vampires from What We Do in the Shadows. Like, let's yeah. not lie. I like them all. Colin Robinson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. Um, um, the Kristen Shaw one. I do like her. I think she's funny. She is. Well, it's um, Kristen Shaw. Blade. I like Blade. Blade is cool. He's cool. He's half vampire. He's a dampier. Uh, what was the other one? Nightwalker. Honestly, the ones from the original movie as well. Yeah, I, that's why I said in general, all of them. That's what I mean when I say all of them. <laughs> Continuing forward. Favorite type of vampire. Do you have a favorite type? I prefer kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of like closer to like Interview with a Vampire, What We Do in the Shadows, where there is still some of the elements of like the supernatural and the scary, and that you could actually do something with it horror-wise. Mm-hmm. But the horrorness does not come from the appearance. Yeah. It's the... It's kind of the monster versus man yeah. kind of dilemma. It's, it's definitely a monster among us yeah. that you don't really realize. Yeah, versus like more Nosferatu, which does have. Which a I, I mean, I'm I'm a personal fan of the Nosferatu style vampire. I think their creepy look just makes more sense to me. Just they, they don't they don't need to be fuckable. Bram Stoker, thanks for making my vampire so fuckable. Guang Shi's never needed it. I don't think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, Can you talk about the yeah the jumping, jumping ones? ones? They're not sexy. I mean, uh, yo, hold what? up! There was a really good episode of um, Jackie Chan Adventures with one of those vampires, but he wasn't hopping around. He was just fucking scary. Dark Stalkers is all I have to say. <laughs> the the one character, the one jumping one. Do you have a favorite vampire movie? Um, probably still what we do in the shadows because it's just a good movie. Like it's yeah. really funny, enjoyable. I like Lost Boys. I like Fright Nights. Um, I've never seen Lost Boys, but I want to see it. Yeah, I love it. It's it's definitely not the best movie, but I really enjoyed Lost Boys. Um, I like the Bram Stoker's Dracula movie as well. I watched that one actually for the first time this year. I really enjoyed it. Like, overall, really good one. Renfield was a good one. Oh, Renfield was so good. Yeah, that that's a really good modern vampire movie. If you haven't watched a good modern vampire movie, that's like... Random around there. All, all, all I need to say is Nick Cage's Dracula. Yeah, that's all you need. Alrighty, Sam, what would you pair with this book? What what delicious things would you pair with it? So I would actually pair Renfield. Yeah. Um, what we do in the shadows. We need reasons why you would pair these. So Sam. for Renfield, it's definitely the come do my bidding. I don't want to do your bidding. Fuck it, you're gonna do it anyways. Yeah. For what we do in the shadows, as you said, it, it, the, he very much is feels definitely a prototype. Yeah. If you were to say he was a character, I wouldn't have blinked. I, you know what? I, I mean, I know that they didn't truly get the inspiration for what we do in the shadows from this book, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah. Because he is such a prototype fucking baby. baby like, a little baby. Yeah. He's just a little one. You're baby. how many years old and you're still acting like this? Give me give me breath. Give me vampire breath. Alrighty. So, um, and then I've got actually one more that I was thinking about. Okay. Um, Hotel Transylvania 1 through 3. Yeah. Why not the fourth one, Sam? the fourth one sucked ass. We all know this. Haha, <laughs> Johnny, I'm fucking your life. <laughs> but anyways, um, because it just kind of goes with a good, like, goosebump, like, not really scary scary. Yeah. But like a kid horror good, aesthetic. Good, good stuff, yeah. Yeah. Didn't we say that for the Monster High book, too? Probably. Yeah. For me, I choose the Goosebumps television episode, Vampire Breath. 
Uh, Chris, can you drop the Fox Kids Pro in here? Catch a whiff of an old man goosebumps. You have his vampire breath? It's strong enough <laughs> to wake the dead. I am Lord of the Undead. Run. Experience an all new Goosebumps Saturday after Spider Man on Fox Kids. It's the one and only scare. Thanks. I feel like this one is one of the obvious choices, but it's a decent episode. It gives Gwendolyn a bit more to do, which I like, but I don't like that they made the kids into siblings, but I'll live, especially since the way they got to the hidden castle is via the super fun happy slide from The Simpsons. <gasps> super fun happy slide! Yeah. Like, they legit go through a super fun happy slide and then end up in the fucking crypt just like Bart did. I think that, that part of the Treehouse of Horror would actually be a good... Uh, the uh, one's called well. Bart Simpson's Dracula. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one to pair with it. Well, and also the whole... Because it's fun, super happy, super well, fun. Well, and also the twist at the end. Yeah. Of who the head vampire is. You know what? Yeah, that's a good pairing. So. That's the Treehouse of Horrors 4, I believe. I thought it was... Was it 3 or is it 4? It's 4. Three's, yeah, because 3 is my favorite. 3 is our favorite. We're, we both love 3. Yeah. It's 4 or 5, I can't remember. But it's pretty close. The it's, one with the night gallery. Yeah. Um, my next one is Interview with a Vampire. Gwendolyn always reminded me of Claudia from Interview with a Vampire, and I think the TV episode definitely played a part in that, because they look a lot alike. Like, the girl they got and had her dressed up as, she looks like fucking, um, oh, what is her name? Kristen Dunst, uh, in that, in that part. Yeah. The Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, Tale of the Midnight Madness. I think there are about three episodes featuring vampires in the series, and this is one. This one is the absolute best of the bunch, if you ask me. Though Night Shift is a really good one too, but I'll I don't think it would pair well with this one as well. Uh, the reason I chose this one is because the Nosferatu vampire in it has a resemblance to Count Nightwing, a bald older vampire. And beyond that, it's just a fantastic episode of the series. Bangs, vampires have bangs. He's funny. I like him. Uh, <laughs> and then my final pairing, which is. I'm, I'm kind of throwing a curveball on this one. Uh, it's a Goosebumps book. And you're like, oh, what? There's another vampire Goosebumps? No, no. I'm going with the girl who cried monster. They have literally almost the same ending, <laughs> which is why I'm choosing it. And uh, I think they'd make a good pairing for a back-to-back episode, honestly, or a good back-to-back reading session. Yeah. Because the uh, girl who cried monster is, uh, is all right. Just like this book. It's just all right. right. Alright, Sam. Uh what what's your ratings and review of this book? So for Goosebumps, I would say it's not the strongest book I've read of there of the series. Yeah. It's definitely not the worst I've read of the series either. Because I didn't make a list of things I'd rather do than keep reading this. <laughs> that I did, I think, with one of the Monster Blood sequels. Yeah. Um I think so, that was the fourth one? I think so. That or the third? It was one of those. Because second was still good, but mm-hmm. Is one of those. I still think the second is the best of the bunch. So I'll die on that hill. But either way, I it is so nice to read such a nice short book after. I know 114 pages, especially since the last book we read was like 250. Yeah, 260. It was a nice, easy read. Yeah. But again, as you said, there's a lot of word filler, and even at times, it felt like it was dragging and could have picked up the pace a little bit. Yeah. Come on, Arl. Can you pick it up? Pick it up? Pick it up? Pick it up? So I give this three empty bottles in a drug den out of five. Okay, okay. This is definitely a mid-tier Goosebumps book. I think it's well regarded among Goosepunks because it's the only Goosebumps book that is entirely about vampires, excluding the one Give Yourself Goosebumps. But beyond that, it's just alright. It also came out at a weird point because the books preceding it and following it following it are way better. Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns and Calling All Creeps, respectively. Which, uh, by the way... Both Brandon and Weiss got really excited when I said those two books. They really want to read those ones, which I'm like, oh, I'm so down to read some Calling All Creeps and Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Both. I'd say Calling All Creeps is top tier. Jack-O-Lanterns is like, like A or B. Like, not, not the, not best best, but pretty fun. Not S tier, but not, not mid either. It's pretty, it's a good Halloween book. Like, that one I would say is a good, like, Halloween read. But I do like our protagonists because they're little shits to each other. And there's some decent prose with the description of the multiple occasions that we that we have in this book. And, like, it, it creates a good atmosphere. This, this book does have some good atmosphere to it. But Count Nightwing feels like a two-bit one-off character from what we do in the shadows. And there's a large amount of word filler, even though the book is only 114 pages long. 
In conclusion, I give Vampire Breath three vampire bats high off of Vampire Breath out of five. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, before we go forward, we, um, for Goosebumps Month, we have three of the books chosen for, uh, if you haven't, if you're not on our Twitter accounts, I did a giant poll deciding in September we're doing a Goosebumps themed month of just books there. And we're doing one Give Yourself Goosebumps, one Classic Goosebumps, one slightly more modern Goosebumps, which I'm cheating on by doing a Goosebumps 2000, but it's not a classic one. And then we are doing a single short story one as well as one of the episodes. Uh, the theme for the month for Goosebumps Month is R.L. Stein's favorites. So I had to cheat with the Give Yourself Goosebumps because he's never said... And he won't reply to any of our messages on on Twitter. Stop sending pictures of your dick with it. I can't help it. I thought he would like to see, see that I am circumcised like him. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Me and you are alike, kid. I get it. We're all right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, not sending dick pics are all Stein kids. Don't do it. It does not get you anywhere. Um, I mean, just don't do it in general. Yeah, don't do it in general. Don't do dick pics in general. Um, but I digress. Thank you very much, Sam. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I wasn't the one who made the dick joke. I just I just went with it. I just went this with it. This is why we're together, because I will still make dick jokes. Oh, yes. That's that's the only... That's a great reason why we're together. Don't get closer. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Fuck you. Ah, fuck you, too. Ah, fuck you. Oh, she just put made me put her my arm around her. It's like we're... <laughs> We're gonna wrestle now. <laughs> uh, punch, punch. Uh, okay, calm down now. Unfortunately, he wouldn't get back to us on that. So we actually chose one of the ghost-written books that was written for the Give Yourself Goosebumps, and chose one that was liked by the specific author of that one. Which I'll drop the name right here because I know it's the top of my head. The name of the ghostwriter Chris is looking for is Scott Westerfeld, or is it Westerfield? I, I don't know. Okay, bye. And we're kind of at a point where I don't know which one to choose for the give your, for the tales to give you goosebumps, because I feel like if I choose one, it's gonna be one that I really like, which I don't think is fair. So I'm just gonna do a random number generator between the number one to sixty, and we're gonna decide which book, which story it's gonna be by doing that. So let me just pull up a random number generator, and we'll get through there. All right, Sam, go ahead and hit the button. 41. I think that's in more and more Tales to Give You Goosebumps. Give me one second to find that out. So, 41. The Haunted Guitar. Oh, God. This one's a stinker. Oh, but it's a fun one. It's a fun stinker. So at least it'll be fun, too. Yeah, it's it's not a bad story, in all honesty. Um, oh, boy. Haunted Guitar. This one's... This one's not too bad. It's There are some good questions I can ask with this one, I feel like. I almost want to get a, a, someone who plays guitar on it on this one. Maybe get my bandmates on in on this one, just for funsies. We'll do we'll do a uh, not-so-drunken book club, because he's not old enough to drink yet. Yeah. Legally. Uh, but I'm not but gonna, we're not going to serve. No, I'm not going to serve a, a minor. I don't serve minors here. <laughs> Razzle frazzle. Still that joke from uh, Gravity Falls. That's a great joke, though. It's a good joke. It's very funny. But yeah, that's uh, what we'll be reading on, on Goosebumps Month. We're going to be doing the haunted guitar for the short story. <laughs> oh, such a weird choice for this, but hey, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story, all right. Uh, so thank you for joining us this week on, on Drunken Book Club. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to us, especially on iTunes. It helps people find us. Gets those, gets people being like, ooh, I, I'm interested in listening to people talking about kids' books on, while they're drunk. Cause why not? We have pretty voices, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was a good one. Thank you. Uh, you sound like a fucking, like, little, like a little monster creature there. Like, that'd be covered in fur. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if you really like us, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkenbookclub. It's a dollar a month. It's, that's literally all it is. It's a dollar and you get everything on there. We, I release a bonus episode every week. I release an episode early. Uh, I release every, an episode every Monday of the podcast, sometimes Tuesday, depending if I'm busy or not. 
Uh, so that's almost a week early for the podcast. You get my show notes. You get uh, something I like to refer to as the weekly lineup, which is I like to pair four episodes of a t- of like whether it's like a snick lineup or a cartoon cartoon lineup with the book we're reading. With this one, I'm, it's obviously going to be vampire based, but I don't know which one I'm going to be doing. It might be a I'm, I think I haven't done a cartoon cartoon network lineup, but I don't I can't think of any vampire episodes from cartoon cartoon from cartoon network. I can, Billy and Mandy. That's like about <laughs> it. It's Billy and Mandy. Dracula don't want that. Dracula scrape and lick. Scrape and lick. Uh, also the uh, the Christmas one with Santa. I, that's okay. Yeah, do a Christmas episode for Vampire. That'd be great. Christmas in July. Yeah, well, this episode's coming out in August. Damn it! It's it may be July while we're reading this, while doing this. We're not we're not releasing in July. Why are you grabbing my fat? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and we also give a shout out to our patrons at the end of every episode, as long as I remember. Thank you, Trey. <laughs> Your name could be here too, along with whatever Twitter or whatever handle you want us to kind of shout out. Um, doesn't matter to me. Just drop it there, and I'll I'll make sure to include it on here as long as I remember. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at dbc underscore pod, and you can follow me on the underscore rupal on Instagram. I, I post things on both of those. They're kind of both my personal accounts. And uh, you can follow Weiss at Force Lift Hander. Drop the e at the end of Hander. You can follow Brandon at Eldritch Maid M A I D. Both of them are on TikTok. Weiss is on Instagram and YouTube. And Brandon's mostly just doing TikTok stuff and Twitter. Say so, You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Berserker Rose. And we're going to go off on a vampire song here. I think, uh, I think I, I've got an idea for a vampire song. I think it's called The Vampire Song. <laughs> we're going to go down to New Orleans, you know, and suck some blood. Cool. <laughs>